Hello, hello. Welcome back to Let's Talk Nudie. My name is Dani Skoy, your podcast host. And this week's guest is Alejandro Toro. He is Sofia Toro's brother. And he has successfully created and scaled an incredible company for occupational therapy. And now he has a couple locations open. I believe he is opening one, a second one in Miami. And he has one in Orlando as well. So I wanted to have him on the podcast mainly because I, I love his mindset. He's very open to different ideas, creativity, being able to balance that um, work mentality of hustling, but also knowing that sometimes you have to pause and take a moment and give your brain a rest. And it's so beautiful to see, especially as a company owner and someone that has been able to scale a business to know that it is it is very important to have this balance and it is okay and you you will make it and you will grow your company even though you are pausing sometimes and taking breaks and knowing is is going to grow in its own and and trust in the process of it so we discuss a little bit about his uh, journey opening up his company scaling it and the mindset that he needed to have in order to be able to see the things and envision the things that are not currently there but that he is creating every single day and having that mindset is it's so so beautiful and it's just so important because sometimes we don't trust that what we're doing on our daily life is going to impact our life in in a greater scale we forget we forget and we don't recognize it but It happens and it's little by little. Yes, it's a struggle. Of course, it's a struggle, but it's it's doable and it's possible and it'll happen. Because you know what? Time goes on and you have a choice on how you spend your time. So you can spend it making decisions out of fear or making decisions with your heart and knowing that sometimes you just have to trust. So, so he goes on to talk about his story and it's, it's really cool and it's just an amazing conversation and I hope you guys really enjoy it. I know a lot of you out there which are doing the same thing as I am, creating companies here and creating our own side hustle and, uh, you know, hustling out there, really trying to make the dream come true and it is going to come true. Keep doing it and keep working on it and you might be struggling right now in terms of your mindset, in terms of where you think you are, financially, whatever it is, just know that every single day, if you put yourself first and your your passion and your desire to be the best you can be, the universe will provide. All right, so I hope you guys enjoy it and let me know what you think. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, excited. I mean, this is one of the things that I love to do my free time talk about <laughs> myself and talk about you know, no, I'm not that eccentric yet that's awesome awesome okay so do you want to maybe talk a little bit about what you do right now well I um, I do many things I um, the first thing is that I manage my company I have a company called AKL therapy services and we provide occupational therapy physical therapy speech therapy services for children from 0 to 21 years old we have one practice in Orlando Florida and one practice here in, in Miami, we do home health, meaning that we go to the schools, daycares, the homes of the clients. Okay. Same thing in, in, in Orlando. 
so and my time I sometimes I'm here in Miami sometimes in Orlando and back travel back and forth but at the same time I have a different kind of like side business in here with you know real estate business I, I manage we have five properties here here in, in, in Florida and then I have another business in, in, in back in Colombia the country where I'm from so we're building houses there uh, right. luxury homes so this year that last year was my first um, you know my first business working as a, a basically as a partner in the construction of the first house and obviously we were learning a lot and, and all the crazy stuff that happens because you have to manage things in in three and two different countries three cities so it comes you know it's, it's very interesting it's a lot a lot going on that's what I was gonna ask you like the difference with real doing real estate here and doing real estate over there how was it like the big difference? Well, uh, first of all, you have to learn the legality, everything that's legal in, in mm -hmm. the sense of how the taxes, you know, how you buy a property, how you sell a property, how you build the property, all the permits, how the permits are, you know, are you, you, you have to get all those permits mm -hmm. prior to building the house, but also the construction part, you know, the design, um, learning how to, learning about the materials, Learning about what 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 they like, for example, in in, in Colombia, we have the the the, the, uh, the house in, in Pereira, and in that part of Colombia, I mean, it's very specific. So they they build with mm -hmm. different materials. Mm -hmm. They use compared to the U.S. You know, here right, in the U.S. is completely it's completely different. And uh, um, but I I mean, it's from the paper paperwork part is perspective is the one that is very different, um, because it's a, it's, a, it's a different language even though i speak spanish i mean when i go there i like there are things that i don't don't understand sometimes it's easier when you're here in the u.s because i'm being used to living here for 20 years so at this course, point it's yeah. easier for me to do it here mm -hmm. but other than that they're just even to buy the property to buy the land and to learn about the land is just it's, it's a it's a new animal that's so cool yeah, yeah. i can't imagine doing that in colombia like yeah. right now i'm still learning so much with real estate I can't imagine like going back to Colombia and be like, wait, let me just start from scratch. Yeah. And then yeah. let's see. But that's awesome. So you have an occupational therapy, um, you have two locations. Yes. And is so what does that consist of? So you, you said there's physical therapy in there. What does occupational well, actually mean? Well, um, to give you an idea, occupational therapy has to do with, with everything that you do in your daily life to function. So for okay. example, when you get up out of the bed and you, you brush your teeth and then you make your breakfast. Mm -hmm. Those are daily living skills that you have because you learn when you were little. Mm -hmm. In many cases, we have clients with, let's say, a, a child with autism, that those, those skills, they have a more, uh, it's very difficult for them to learn those skills because they have some uh, cognitive condition or it could be a physical condition, it could be many things. So therapy comes into play where we we help this person to learn how to perform those skills those mm -hmm. those those um actions those functions so they can uh, interact with their environment mm -hmm. so in we have many cases um it, it depends on obviously the, the condition the level of autism or the level of the whatever condition we are working with we work with cerebral palsy conditions uh we work with um uh, spina bifida down syndrome uh, genetic disorders so every child is is a complete different um subject i mean it's very hard to say okay we do the same thing for every person no that's not 
how it of works. Of course, of course. And so, were you a physical therapist before? No, no, no. I, I, I came here. Uh, I went to UCF, to UCF in Orlando. Oh, I remember. My, uh, I remember. I remember when you went there. I did my bachelor's there, and then I moved back to Miami, and I completed my master's in in occupational therapy. Okay. And after that, obviously, I've been you know all over the place. I, I was in New York for a while, and I've been training here and there. I've been in trainings all the way to Germany. Uh, so so it's been a learning experience for me. So moving around, mm -hmm. I guess, is is the key in my lifestyle. So I'm not in just one place, and that's why I like to learn from little things here and there. But now, I, I just thinking, I realize that the way we build houses and the way we, uh, I for example, um, the way we build houses is very connected with what I do in my profession. Because when I build up a house, I'm always thinking in function and how easy for a person with certain disability or, or limited mobility, mm -hmm. they will have to do to live in the house. So even the, the luxury homes that we built in Colombia, I made sure that the bathroom is ADA compliant. Wow. Just because it's in my in my in my mindset, you know? So yeah. it's very interesting. Even in an apartment that we um the construction here, um we remodeled the whole apartment. I thought about that and I built it in a way that a person with that, with disabilities can live in that apartment. Wow. So it, now that I think it's it's funny actually you're putting they, it together yeah 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 that's Some, so cool somehow, yeah and able to do that nice yeah i love how you said that you that everybody's different like your clientele everyone is is very different did you learn that in school because i know at least with psychology it was very neutral like there was like a plan like a set plan for how you deal you know with mental illnesses and, and that's it yeah right but did you learn that in school or did you were you like no let me take it you know, client by client, like, you know what I mean? Well, I, I, I guess it uh, comes with experience. I mean, after many years, obviously, I, I was working for many different entities. I mean, from hospitals, from nursing homes, uh, um, small clinics, big clinics. And I've been basically out there for a while. So you get to know people from all over the world. I mean, here in Miami, you have mostly Hispanic people, but then uh, in Orlando, you have Brazilians, you have Americans, you have everything in the Red Bull. Okay. So, so that makes you, I think, humble in a sense, because now you know that the core of every person mm -hmm. is similar. They want the best for the child. They, they want the child to have as much independence as they can mm -hmm. so they can live, you know, independent lives. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's the key with everybody. You know? Okay. That's awesome. Wow. And so how how did you decide to create your own company well i have many stories about that because the first thing is i was sitting i kind of like knew from the beginning because i thought you know i, I want to make sure that i i have a, the best quality of life possible i mean like if i compare the life my life with the life of my parents i mean it's a completely different type of life i mean i'm i guess i'm more organized but at the same time i feel i have more opportunities compared to mm -hmm. the minority opportunities that they had um right the, honestly one of the things that i always remember when someone asked me that question is i was sitting in a in a in a nursing home working in on a computer and i was working and working and i, I would see a, a guy next to me and he was probably five years older than than i am and i thought i thought about that and i was like oh my god that's gonna be me in five years you know 
because the guy was working there for a while now. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, he's older than me. He's five years older, but he's been working, doing the same thing for five years. And, and I was like, no. And I got, to be honest, I got, um, I have my, probably a time where I have depression and I have anxiety and all these things that I guess you have to go through to learn and to move forward in life, right? Mm -hmm. So I saw, I, that was for me the, the biggest thing. I was like, this guy, is, I don't want to be that guy. And, and we were alike physically. I was like, no, oh my I don't, don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy. No, because it's, it's a bad guy. It's just, I don't have, want to have that experience of life. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I, um, in my nature and the things that I've seen in my life, even with my mm -hmm. parents, they, they, they try to open businesses and my family back in Colombia, they, they, they're not the type of working eight to five in a job. They, they're not that type. Mm -hmm. um, so they do different things. Maybe they don't, they don't make any money, but the, the life itself, I, I was like, no, I don't want to be in front of my computer all day long, unless it's something that I love to do and is my, my choice. So I think it's, it's, everything is about choices. So I realized that no, no, this is not me. And I at some point I was doing my job, just doing my job, not enjoying my job. And I felt bad. And I really felt bad about that because I was like, I don't want to be that person. Because now when you start getting older, you have a diff different set of conversations. Now you're talking about legacy. So what's my legacy? And just here to exist and, and that's it. And just to make money and that's it. Mm -hmm. So my conversation start, started revolving about legacy. And since I'm, I was in front of clients, and at first I was working mostly uh, with adults, but then working with the actors, like they have a whole life ahead of them. So what do I have to do to help them? And, you know, how, so I have to challenge myself and see what else can I do for them? Because we have limited information. We go to school, we learn a lot of things, but the reality is real life happens when you, you're experiencing things. You are one-to-one -one with someone and going through something with someone. So, so I learned that way and I was like, no, that's not me. I have to do something. I, um, I also learned one thing that working eight to five, that was part of my depression. I got medicated. I tried many different things. I went from different medications. I went to psychologists, counselors. I went to Peru, to the jungle, to, to do Yajea and Ayahuasca. I mean, just to have like a, a spiritual experiences. Then I, I came here, I went to one place called Walmart. I just wanted to find a way, you know, at the north. But then, and one of the hardest points of my life is when I realized that my company, like building that company was to be the, whatever, the, the source of my healing. And it became the source of my healing. Because I knew that I, now everything is on me, but I could use my creativity. And then by being able to use my creativity is when things started to evolve and I started to feel better and I started to create more. And I, had, I got the help from my, from my sister as well. Um, and, and that's how I started to come up, kind of like believe more in myself mm -hmm. and what I have to offer. And, um, and the challenge is, a, is, a, is, a, is an ongoing challenge. Even three days ago, I was wondering about that. I was, Am I doing the right thing? Am I providing the best service I can? Um, am I being lazy about it? Uh, 
So even this morning, I was just learning, taking a class online, just because I, I, I need to be able to deliver. The expectation change with time. It's not about it's not about money, even though money is essential. If you if you want to grow, you need to have money. Period. This, we live in a capitalistic country, and we love that. I love that because that's the only way I can do things and create things. And um, that's how you know it's it's a constant, ongoing process. And by using my creativity, I, I guess that's the key factor in 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 what I do. You know, I, I use it for everything. And that's also a way, it's a psychological uh, tool because when you create an idea and you are able to develop the idea and make it real, that's, that's the best. That's the best. So take an example. For example, during uh, the pandemic, I created a piece of equipment. I designed it myself. I'm not a designer. I, um, I designed it myself. I, you know, I, I put a lot of work into it and I started asking people for help. And I realized that no one is usually available. But then I, I started pushing, pushing, pushing people. And I got help from different people to make it happen. So I was able to make it happen. And now the piece of equipment is sitting in my, in my clinic in, in, in Miami, in Orlando. Then I built the second generation of the equipment and then a third generation. So now it's kind of like, you know, so an idea, and when you see it, I, I remember when I, I when I, I actually we built the idea, we created the idea here, we did all the you know the idea was here, and then I made it. They make it in um in Colombia, just because you know, mm -hmm. and uh, um, it was a very cool experience because it's not only doing the equipment, it's also opening the minds of a lot of people, because it's the people here in the U.S. and also the people back in the mm -hmm. other country. Because now people they don't know what the, that is the equipment equipment is for they have no idea so when I, we build it they, and I explain why and I, I have different therapists looking at it and learning and I was like this is cool this is this is me this is very me so and this is new this was like two years ago when yeah, you started yeah, that yes, oh yes, that's so yes, cool yes. do you want to talk a little bit about the product well uh, it's it's actually we're in, in the process of opening a new office in less than a month. <laughs> and that idea where uh, here in Miami Miami Springs nice so I'm so excited because for many years I stopped doing a lot of therapy myself and I was just more like a the administrator but then for many years I was like you know I, I want to go back to the clinical aspect of what I do just because I can and I love that because it's my choice mm -hmm. so I, I, I want to do it myself I want to create my programs uh, I want to evolve the program because I think it's cool it's, I think it's unique I think it's, um, it's going to bring a lot to the community so that's basically what I the, wow. the, the, the reason I'm doing it yeah. what a journey yeah. what a journey and when you say creativity because my relationship with creativity has changed ever since I started the title company um, I, I feel like creativity is like the belief that you can do something that does not exist yet, right? So you can like create the idea, you have this idea and make it a physical thing into the world, right? Yeah. And it's just a creative aspect that's coming out of you and you're, you know, materializing it, right? Yeah. When I was doing a lot of law work, I, I felt like I was learning what other people were doing and then I would mimic that, right? And obviously I would add my own creativity, like my own arguments, all that. But with the title company, 
when I when I created it, I didn't know how I had to make choices. Like every single day, I had no guidance. I could, is this right or wrong or whatever? And then at the end of the day, I was like, it's it's whatever I want it to be, right? I can create it the way that I want it to be. Maybe not all title companies work this way, but I'm gonna make this one this way, right? And I started kind of honing into my confidence on that. And I feel like that opened my mind up to doing things that probably I've never done before, like like creating a podcast. Like I never knew audition or how to edit or, you know, but I think opening this, this company or like this new journey of going into my own path made, like opened all of this like, wait, I can do whatever, right? And that's so cool. Like you are doing whatever, like you're doing whatever you want. And you just started with this mindset of, I don't want to end up like him. Not because he's a bad guy. I just don't want that life. I know exactly. I want something else. And then you went to look for it. You had a whole journey. And you had a spiritual journey. And then you were able to create that one thing. But now you're creating things. You're forever evolving. And that's so cool. That's, that's really awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> But, okay, so do you want to talk? I know that we were talking before about um, having, like, the family life and that balance with with your work life. How do you feel about, I guess, the quality of life that you have right now and you're focused on right now? Well, I believe everything changes. There is, like, everything changes just because time makes things change. But transformation is different when something transforms is when you actually um, either you created something and there is a result of something that you did so in my in, right now my life is connected to I mean it's hard to to differentiate my my work life from my personal life because it's somehow uh, intertwined I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing that right but uh, that's how I see it I mean for example when I go the, the, I'm building another house in, in Colombia. That's, uh, that's for me. That's for my family. So the, the project is called Roots in English. It's raíces in Spanish. And the idea is to make it for our roots. So my family can go there and feel like we have a connection with, uh, with, with, the, with the country, right? And, and a different connection. So we can connection with Mother Earth and all the stuff. You know, I'm not a like, jockey person, but I, you know, I have that mm-hmm. side as well a little bit. But I decided that I needed to have something like that for my family to, so they can live their experience. And, and if we only meet a few times a year, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, by the way, I, I, I'm also building an Airbnb right next to the house just, just to make sure that the big house is already paid off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you have to have I that mindset, it. you know? You, I mean, the idea is to make money, you know? I mean, the, you know. I'm not a saint, by the way. I know you have to make money, and you know you have to pay for of course for your trips and have fun, you know. So, but actually, I'm working on that project right now as we speak, mm. and they're building a tiny house right next to the big house, mm. and so so people can go and travel and they pay rent, Airbnb, you know, whatever. So, uh, I'll giving I'm giving a twenty percent discount to all nudies. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Love it. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, so so I, I I merge everything. So when I go last mm-hmm. time, I, we went for New Year's to Colombia. Mm-hmm. I went with my mother, my sister, and my niece, and we went to 
Pereira and we spent some time there, but I, we were traveling, but at the same time I was going and, and to taking a look at my projects and making sure mm -hmm. that everything was fine. Same thing when I come here, uh, I go back and forth in Orlando, Miami. I have family in Orlando, so mm -hmm. I visit them when I'm there. Okay. I only can stand them for more than, no more than three days, but <laughs> still, you know, it's like, it's, it's how I, I make, I, it's how I experience my family, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not like, exactly. a, it's, it's a different way, but I guess it is what it is. If I have events uh, in my, from my profession, I, sometimes I invite them. Um, um, many of my family members, they've been employees of the company at some point, mm -hmm. and, and I guess it's just part of the experience, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I guess it's a family business, AKL, which is the name of my company. It stands for A, is my, is for my sister's uh, first name. Mm -hmm. So it's Angelica, Kristen, and Laura. So, oh, nice. Yeah. That's so cute. So that's how the, came, the name came to exist. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Okay. And so, but, but with the quality of life, that, did that change throughout the years, like you were saying before? Yes, obviously it's improving because when you have the opportunity to, to use your time and have more control over your time, mm -hmm. you can make different decisions. For example, if you, you want to leave and go on vacation with your family, you have that ability to find mm -hmm. the time, you know? Yeah. Which at the end of the day is the hardest part for everybody. I mean, mm -hmm. and for example, if I go and I adjust my time depending on the needs, for example, if I go for 10 days, maybe. Ten of the five of those ten days, I work for a few hours, and that's it. It's okay, and it's still enjoying the trip, and then still enjoying my family. They don't even realize that and whatever I'm doing. Mm. So I, it's just the the my lifestyle. I guess it's part of my lifestyle, which um, I totally support um, the idea of um, some people. It's okay if they work for companies. There's not nothing bad about it. Yeah. It's just that in my case, a specific case, I need I need to feel that freedom, even though sometimes I will work alone hours, mm -hmm. but maybe one day, Wednesday, let's go to the beach, you know? Yeah. So you can yeah. you can make those decisions based on how things are reacting. One thing that I obviously have to do is to, and, and I've been kind of like, um, I don't know if I'm creating a name for this, but I'm trying to be gentle to my brain. I don't know, it's that a new thing that I have in my head, which is when you have so many things going on, you need to learn how to stop or you need to learn what is important. And, and that's a constant struggle that I have because the, when in, I'm a person of, with my personality type, which is we're impulsive, we are um, anxious, we have to be very careful about that because mm -hmm. you want to keep some some balance in the yeah. things that, 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 that you do. But uh, I guess it's a, it's a constant thing. It's a custom mm -hmm. thing, so it's not. There is nothing specific that I do. It's just every week is bring is gonna bring something different. Um, but I have to make sure that I I'm, I'm okay myself to be able to give to others. So what do you do? Like do you take like a day off or something, or what do you? Well, how do you I, get I, that it, it depends. I mean, sometimes I just go to. Um, I mean, I, I walk a lot and I play basketball or I. You know, I do many things. I walk the dogs all the time. And, you know, I, I do things. I feel here like that's really there. peaceful when it, you walk the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Now, it. now, and and because of what I do, I've been learning a lot about like the um how your body functions in or in other areas. Mm -hmm. And now every a night before going to bed, and and hugging a, a a tree, I go outside and I hug a tree, just because I want my energy to be balanced. 
within your environment because I'm using my phone constantly and the computer. Mm-hmm. I feel there's too many, too much energy from Man. that source. So and now I'm sleeping better and I love it actually. It's very, it's very cool. It's very calming. Nice. Yeah. I love that. You're hippie. Uh, a little, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm turning a little bit hippie with with age. So I don't know how far I'm gonna go, but. Mm-hmm. At least to to have that opportunity to to have more with your environment, I think that's that's nice. Yeah, people should do that. A hundred percent, I agree with you. Yes, yeah. and and I want to make a point is um in therapy, we we talk about a, a lot about sensory integration, meaning that you have many senses, and you want to integrate those senses to function in your environment. So usually, how many senses do you know of? The basic. Yeah. five six right yeah we have technically we we go to school we have five which is tactile sense right okay visual mm-hmm. olfactory auditory and gustatory right mm-hmm. but we have that we know of about three more which is the balance reflect the balance sense so and the um interoception which is being able to feel your organs and to be aware of your organs internal organs and proprioception which is knowing where your, your, your body is in the space. So if you raise an arm and you close your eyes and I, tell, and I ask you where your arm is, you will tell me that it's you know, mm-hmm. raising your mm-hmm. arm because there is a system inside you that is giving that information to your brain. So the interaction with the environment comes mm-hmm. through those senses. Mm-hmm. So now and when you learn that thing, you're like more aware of how you interact with life. If you're in front of a computer all day, your, your life basically is working in a two-dimensional kind of situation. There's nothing three-dimensional about that. Then when you go out there and you touch things and you smell things and you uh, um, experience more the environment, you trust mm-hmm. me, it's completely different. Just to give a better example, if you're teaching a, ch- a child, let's say, for example, about a banana, and you show them a picture, they'll learn that it's jello and the, that's the banana and maybe you put a monkey right next to it that you can monkeys eat bananas but tell me if not it's not better when i use all my senses if i have a real banana in my hand and i have the child okay you can smell it you can smell the banana it smells and then you can feel it you can feel it mm-hmm. and now you're doing an action with the banana and then you can see it visually. You can see the three-dimensional uh, uh, form of the banana. Mm-hmm. Now your brain is going to learn way faster than wow. all, in other situations. So that's a, a big emphasis that we have now in, in, in therapy. I mean, I do, I, and I think that's super important. That's how you yeah. learn. Of course. Wait, can you talk a little bit about the digestive one that you're talking about? How we f- we feel our organs? Yeah. So, for example, I mean, this this is a new, it's not new, but it's been there for a while now. But it's a new sense that we we discuss in therapy that is interoception. So, just to give you an uh, an idea, why is that important? Imagine if you're eating um, something that is you're a baby and you're eating something that you hate, and when you eat it you feel bloated and your stomach feels funny and mm-hmm. you don't feel okay. So some kids, they have, they have limited ability to feel that. So imagine if you're eating something that is not good for you and you don't feel it, mm-hmm. you know? That's from one end. From the other end, imagine if you're eating something very simple, maybe a, a piece of banana, and then you feel like you're bloated and you're sick. 
would you like to eat that banana again? No. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So therapy, that's when, okay, that's not normal. Let's, let's, let's work it out. Let's see how we can go around that. And that's how we, we talk about interception. It's being able to feel your organ, not only your stomach, your lungs, your, your gut, basically. Right, yeah. yeah. I know with, with yoga, they emphasize so much on your organs. That's why I yeah. ask you. And the more I practice pranayama, this um, breathing exercises in yoga, yeah. the more I, I, I am in touch with my organs, my internal organs, yeah. like my stomach, my digestive system, which is crazy. Like, I never used to be so connected to it until I, I started doing like breath works. Like, do you guys do breath works? Yes. Okay, okay, cool. So maybe that's maybe that's why, I don't know. And I suffer a lot from like digestive system, I mean digestive problems. So learning how to maneuver my food to help me feel better, whatever, has been so powerful. So, so powerful. But, okay, so do you, how do you feel about chakras? I kind of like believe in everything that is possible however i try not to put too much um emphasis in in those things because i, I like things that are more tangible for example if i go to mm-hmm. someone i, I, I mean I, I not long ago i went to someone that was it, it was reading the cards right mm-hmm. um and they asked me what do you want to know about your future I'm like i don't want to know my future I just don't want to know no I want to know I don't want to know anything about my future Mm -hmm. and I feel like I just want life to happen the way it's supposed to happen but I don't want to I don't want to know and Mm -hmm. chakras I believe in energy and I'm an energy reliever I I was a very catholic person before now I just believe in energy so I believe that energy can be mold I believe that um, I, I, I can I can experience that a lot with the children that I work with um, because for example if I want them to do something and if my mindset is that they're not going to do it they're not going to do it but in my mindset is that okay the child is going to be able to yeah. do this automatically it's like my energy is going to impact the other person's energy that's how I, believe. Wow. I, I, I see it yeah yeah, yeah. that's interesting because I so my sister's uh, studying physical therapy mm-hmm. and she says She's been interning with uh, different clinics around Florida, and she told me that the psychological aspect of the physical therapist that's helping the client is so important. Like, you need to be energetically helping them believe that they can go and move this certain way or whatever. So that's why I wanted to ask. I was curious to see, like, what you thought about energies when it came to your... No, I think for me, energy... At this point of my life, I guess everything is related to energy. Everything, everything, and and from from even the the business part, from my personal life, everything is energy. I have to take care of my energy. I mean, I try not to waste my energy in things that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ener- I mean, I can many of the things. I mean, when I think about money, and sorry, I'm jumping again and again about money. No, go money ahead. Because of how we create, but uh, in in this world, that's how we create. You know, is any problem is better if you have a little bit of money. <laughs> you know, just think mm-hmm. about it. You know, any problem. So you're saying like it's an energetic connection you have with abundance. Yeah, and okay. I'm working a lot on it because again, I come from a from a family that is is a poor mindset. Like, I know, I know. 
So I constantly have, now I have, uh, in, in, I have a board in my house where I, I write, like am I thinking like a poor person? Always, because I know that's an issue when I make my decisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, and also I do something that I write, okay, uh, multiply this for 20. So if I have an issue and I multiply that issue for 20, 20 times the same issue, that that the answer how I resolve that when it's at 20 times the same issue, I that's the best way to resolve that issue. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like so, there's a problem you have, let's say, like a, in your company, whatever. Yeah. You multiply by 20. Yeah, I multiply the same problem by 20, and by multiplying the the, the same the problem by 20, I understand if the 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 action or the decision that I'm making is the best decision possible for that problem. Because when you you have the same problem 20 times, you have to make different decisions compared to just one time. You know, uh -huh. for example, you need to uh -huh. let someone go because the person is not doing anything. If, you, if you're struggling in letting that person go, you have to multiply, okay, if I had 20 more people just like this person, will they keep this person or will I let the person go? Oh, you let the person go. That's an easier decision in my head. Wow. You know, it makes it super easy. Yeah, it makes yeah. it way easier. For me, because I don't feel like you know, it makes sense. That's how a, a bigger company will react. You have twenty people doing, or 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 a situation, or a system, or something that is not working. Mm -hmm. If you have the same issue many many times, and I have it with even with clients, I have parents that they don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in 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 real life, not everybody wants to help their child. That's that's how it works. And sometimes you do you want to keep that person? In, in, in I mean, do you want to deal with that person? You try your best, but it gets to a point where you have you have to multiply the situation by twenty. If you multiply, you I don't know. This is the type of client that I don't need because it takes too much energy from me that I can give to others that actually deserve it. Not saying that the kid doesn't deserve it, but in reality, in real life, you know, mm -hmm. you have I, I have only so much energy. You know, I have to make sure that the company mm -hmm. and all the what we do as a company, we 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 go what is best for, for the clients and for the company. Wow. I love that. Mind. I'm going to write this down because I, I'm going to start doing it. No, I, and I write it. Trust me, I have it on the board because I forget all the time. Mm -hmm. And I hate it when I forget because I, I know that. I know that. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I bet. And I get, that, I get that feeling with clients a lot. Like when I get a really like negative client, I'm like, is it worth my time? Like, is it really worth my time to deal with this energy? Because if I deal with him for one hour of my day, that energy accumulates all of my day. And then I deal with different clients and then that accumulates, that energy yeah. is like really heavy. So then I'm like, is it really worth it? Like I need to sit down and analyze, is it worth it? But now I'm gonna be like, if I had 20 of these clients, are they, is this, nope, that's it. <laughs> Hopefully you don't. You will end up with no clients. No, no, you don't want to go that route. I mean, there are levels, but yeah, I mean, of if the situation is in your head and it's really ticking yeah. in your head, then you have to make, you have to find different okay. ways to make decisions. And the more, the, the more you grow in, in the business, the faster, the faster you have to make the decisions because you cannot linger with the decision forever. You know, you have to make it happen and uh, move forward. What you said before uh, during the, this, this interview is that, um, the more when you have a business you have you start making decisions and you hesitate about those decisions but with time you're going to start learning that those decisions actually matter and they're good decisions and in my case 
I learned that during the pandemic because I made many decisions during the pandemic. I sometimes in my company I'm not as uh, aggressive or I'm not as a as a leader. You know, no, the leader has to be the leader all the time. No, that's not me. And I feel like I'm the leader when it's and required. Okay, so during the pandemic I felt mm-hmm. the need. Okay, this is the time everybody move. I'm here. I have everything under control. And even if I wasn't like that. I was totally connected to my company. I was like, I mean, everybody move. I no uh-huh. no time for BS. This is the time for this is the the the, the for game time. For yeah, me. yeah. So, so I totally got empowered by that, and and I made decisions that helped the company mm-hmm. move forward. And 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 now because of that, when I have a problem, that weekly we have issues in the company, mm-hmm. and like any other company, and I'm more. Um, and less concerned about if I'm making the right or, or, the, or bad decision, mm-hmm. because now I, I learned that my decisions are decisions, and most likely, uh, after minimizing risk, those are good decisions and decisions that are valid because I already have experience. You know, it's not okay. like that. Mm-hmm. Just you know, but I still you know I, I ask for help, I ask questions, I I ask for people for support, I like other views, uh, but at the end of the day, those I make the decisions. Yes, I love that. So if someone were to open up their own company, let's say right now, what would be a, a great advice from you saying like, you know, this is what really helped me grow this company? Be careful uh, who you listen to. That will be the first thing. I mean, if you listen to someone, a family member, because they're the, probably the, the, the ones with more proximity to you and, and closer to you, and you need to see the person, and the person is, know where you want to be or what, you, what you're looking for to be at that specific point of age mm-hmm. if it's an older person be careful because that could be very detrimental for your growth and um also reality checks and and pre be organized with money um so for example reality checks in the sense that you can see a lot of people online talking a lot and millionaires and no was reality you know you need to be in touch with reality. What, uh, how are you spending your money? What, are, what is important but, but not necessary? What is critical for your business? Those are the things that you have to keep in, in, in track. If you want to invest any money in your business, you have to make sure that you that that money that you're going to invest, you're doing it from the mindset that it's not an expense, but you it's, it's a way for the business to grow. If you're spending money and in your mindset, that money is most likely to increase the revenue or the size of your business, you could, even if you lose the money. But if the mindset from the beginning is, okay, I'm doing this for this specific reason, I have that clarity, I believe it works. Mm-hmm. Because testing costs, you know? For example, in my case, I, I when I, I open, and right now we're opening, we're doing some research in, in for Kissimmee, the Kissimmee area in Orlando. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a business there, but we are testing the, the city. We are putting uh, um, um, marketing up there just to uh-huh. see what's the response in the environment without having an, an actual office, without having okay. anything there. Just because I was like, let me just test the environment and see what we get, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so testing has a cost, and when you build in a company, well, that's part of what it is. Also, um, I believe that knowing that is that you have a passion for it, as, as I think it's important. 
at first when I built the, the company, I didn't have, for example, things like the the um, the um, the philosophy of the company, you know, the uh, the values, the mission, okay. mm-hmm. all those things. I at first I was like, eh, I don't have time for this. I while people do this kind of thing, but with time I realized that I need to know these things. I need to know these mm-hmm. things for many things. The first is because I need to know what's my north, you know. I know I, I want to know where I'm moving to. Mm-hmm. My brain, the way the brain functions, when you start learning in neurology, there is a system called the reticular activation system. So basically, if I ask you right now to find uh, um, red um, uh, laces in the shoes of everybody, just your brain will start automatically picking up red color. It's mm-hmm. automatic. You know, you don't have to think about it. It's, it's a system. Right. So, so the brain is, it will give you what is important for the, for the brain, right? Mm-hmm. So I like to keep that in mind as well because whatever I put into my brain mm-hmm. that is important, my brain is gonna look for it. So keep that in mind. And I know I forgot what I was talking about, but no, I love this. Wait, so you that's I feel like having that the missions and values. Oh yeah. The the missions and values that that was that's so amazing because you are building this foundation of what you want to create. And therefore, it's easier to make decisions that way, right? Because you can be like, well, is this aligned with my yeah. mission? Yeah. No, no, yes, okay, boom, there, easy. So it's like, when you don't have that foundation, you don't know. And you're just going to what comes, you know, sure. or what you're interacting with, and, and then your attention is scattered, like you said, and, and it's hard to build from there. When you have like that mission, um, it's just like that's when you can start man- not manifesting, but like yeah, like you can start bringing attention to what is, to what you can bring into your company. That's awesome. Yeah, and like I said, when you talk about neurology, completely that's completely how it works in your brain. And going back to the mission, ambition, and all those things, that's also important because that's how you either hire people or fire people. Because if they're not aligned to your, to your mission, you'll be like, you write it down, and they, they cannot sue you at the end of the day. I mean, you will win, you know? Yeah. No, so. <laughs> so you always ask them, like, what their mission is, their personal mission? or No, no, I, I, during the interview, I mean, if they work for me, they, they, they sign a bunch of papers, and, and mm-hmm. you know, and there's a, a manual that we have for the company and all that. So they are aware of that. So if you work for my company, you know that there is a, they need to know okay. the vision, the vision. Mm-hmm. So when they know, and if you're not, they're not performing for X, Y reason, then it's easier to, to, to right, do, do whatever you need to do in, if you want to um, help them to grow or if you need to let them go, it's easier, you know, from a okay. perspective. Okay. Okay, I have to ask this. How, how did you start your company? Like, how was the, how was the journey from when you, you decided? What were your steps? That you took well well um, I was working for an oil company at the time and I I will do my work so fast I, I will not talk to anybody during my, my, my work hours mm-hmm. and then in the little breaks that I have in my, 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 my regular eight to five job mm-hmm. I will start doing the research how to open the company and doing the little steps to open the company I have uh, open an LLC learning about how the legal stuff works for mm-hmm. the company, open the, opening the, um, the, the, I mean, the, the whole company structure you know, from the beginning, 
also doing the um, learning how this the, the insurance world works in, in terms of the uh, my practice right I have okay. a little bit of an advantage because I was working for a while right and I even paid the, the office manager where I was working I mean under the table for her to give me some uh, uh, coaching, you know, to help me oh, nice. learn okay. the, the goods and the best of the business, and mm. and I was, you know, because she was she wasn't the owner, she was uh, the only like a, an own employee for the company, I and mean, that's bad, but I guess <laughs> I did what I did, you know, to, mm-hmm. to move forward, and then also helped me a lot that my sister was working for a company, uh, for a friend of mine, and and she learned a lot of how the process. Um, the legal the, the process in terms of getting all the insurance credentialing and okay. all that stuff mm-hmm. um, because that that's the most complex part and then with her help and and you know mm-hmm. and whatever I knew and and doing research and learning and reading stuff I mean that at that time I read I read the manuals for um, Medicare and and Medicaid services those are thick books yeah I'm not a reader myself but. I, I, I knew I needed to learn those things because in the fine print is when you start moving ahead from other people because you can fight, you can, you know. And mm-hmm. I um, I opened the Miami office and I always knew that I wanted to have something in Orlando just because. And I, in I, for two years, I, f- I fight to have my credentials in Orlando. Wow. And I kept working on it. I was like, I don't know if it's gonna happen. I kept working, finally I got my credentials and I opened the second office in Orlando. But there has a good story about that. When I didn't have no clients in Orlando, and then all of a sudden I got a call from the insurance company. Oh, I have this client in, in Sanford. It's an area close to Lake Marie, Sanford area. Mm-hmm. And this was a cerebral palsy client, very involved, very complex uh, client. And I was like, oh my God, I'm here in Miami. How can I do to go to Orlando, evaluate the client, plus treat the client, right. and, and be consistent. I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I don't have any employees there. So, again, going back to neurology, my reticular uh, formation system, activation system. For some reason, I started asking people, or everybody, everybody I knew, everybody I knew, trying to find and trying to find. Finally, I found one purpose that for some reason, she her son was also a cerebral palsy client, so she knew exactly what to do because she oh, also wow. has a son. Yeah. And also, and and the, the interesting thing is, she only needed to have one or two clients. She didn't want any more clients because she didn't have time. Okay. So I was like, how random! In the whole like Orlando area, I found the only therapist that only wants to work with one or two clients, and just with and that knows about right, the diagnosis. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this is good. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I got so lucky and I yeah. felt, and even the parent, because they, I told the parent, listen, I, I, I don't have a provider right now. It can take a while. And the, pro, uh, the parent said, you know what? I'll wait. Don't worry, I'll wait. I was like, really? Wow. You know, I, 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 I was so ashamed because I was like, nah, I'm not gonna be able to provide the service. Mm-hmm. And I didn't wanna say that because I, I kinda like knew if I say no to the insurance, when the insurance, they give you a client, they'll be like, okay, this guy's not taking any clients. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. But I, I, I got lucky, I guess. I got mm-hmm. lucky and, and, and it worked for a while. And I mean, I, that's how, that was my first client in Orlando. That's how, that's how I will start traveling back and forth. 
and, and it, that's very challenging because sometimes I have to take the bus and, and, and the smelly bus, I call it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, it's still a challenge and people mm. don't know what the things that you have to go through yeah. to make something happen. But then after many years and, and when you see a little baby that's growing up, I was like, nice. You know, it's, I mean, I, obviously I, I expect more and I hopefully, hope, I hope that it can go more, but at this point it's, it's just, you know, now with time and after three years of working in Orlando, four years of working in Orlando, I mean, things are starting to, to gain momentum. You know, mm -hmm. when you, I don't know, I don't do much marketing and you start getting clients because people know you and, right. and you know, because that's the other thing. I want to make sure that my, my team, my, my people, is is that group of people that is going, is going to go the extra mile for the client. So for example, in my case, because it's my company, for example, mm -hmm. an evaluation for a client in, in therapy is usually 30 minutes. I mean, the most. I mean, and you don't get reimbursed, nothing basically by insurance. But uh, sometimes I will spend an hour and a half, two hours, just because I'm the boss, just because of the owner. And I can spend that time with that family than it otherwise, maybe they don't have any other opportunity to spend that time with someone that actually at the end of the day cares right. for their child. So, so that's a key for me. That's something that I, and I, that part I enjoy actually. And yes. I don't even think about the time when I do, I just do it and I spend the time and, and I, and I still, for example, uh, I show the parents what to do and I throw myself on the floor and, and I get very into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, you know, so, so I, I like that part. I like that part a lot. That's awesome that you, that you do that. Like you are the owner and you manage and you do all of this, but you also make sure that you do that one thing that started all of this and that you love. Yeah. You genuinely love that, that part of the, of the business. That's so cool. But do keep in mind that if anyway, to grow the business, mm -hmm. basically you cannot do what I'm doing right now. If you do the job, the work, then I mean, I, I want to do it again because I feel the I, I feel in my area, the, the professionals they're they're not. I mean I, I want to help them evolve, and the only way I can help them evolve is just being there with them. Okay. To to mm -hmm. to be to a certain level of performance. You know when you want to go to the next level, you know what I mean that's that's how it works in that specific area. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should. I mean, we're creating manuals, we're creating videos, streaming videos, things like that to avoid me uh, spending so much time and, and, and in that part because mm -hmm. that somehow is not, it's great for the business because it takes time from the, from the, from the, from the owner of the company. Mm -hmm. um, and as an owner, you don't want to be the employee. You want to be basically the CBO, right? You know what a CBO is? Mm -mm. The CBO is a, a chief vision officer. So I'm the vision person, the, vi oh, the, the wow. vision of the company. Yeah. So I have to keep that going. Uh, at this point in my life, I'm doing, I'm going back into the clinical aspect a little bit, just for a while, I think, until I gain more track or maybe I find better mm -hmm. providers that okay. can move forward the clinical aspect to the level that I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because there is no reason for me to grow a company in my field because I'm, I'm dealing with the lives of children um and and not trying to do the best for them you know mm -hmm. just having a business for the sake of having a business and making money i mean i, I don't i don't want to be that person 
you know mm-hmm. again going back to legacy and, and, and of course you know. of course wow mm-hmm. okay awesome so i have one more question for you and this i'm intrigued i'm really interested to know your answer on this one because it's been a big topic in my life do you think everyone is doing their best i don't think so i don't think so I mean, it, 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 it's a very complex answer because, I mean, if, I, if I'm talking from the perspective of uh, my clients, remember, I always think about them. I mean, if a client that, that uh, maybe has certain limitation, I mean, they're only going to go so far if there is no help for them. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, it's hard to measure that. In my case, if I want to answer, if I'm doing the best I can, I still think I'm not doing the best I can. Maybe maybe my standard is, is too high, or maybe it's real. I don't know. I just I don't know if I'm BSing you just because you're asking me a question, but honestly, it, it will be hard because sometimes I I feel like not doing it what I'm supposed to be doing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a very complex question, and I guess it will depend who you ask the question to and 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 what they're experiencing in life in a specific time. And. You know what my 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 girlfriend she's um she was a teacher and if i am honest and since i've been working in schools daycares and all that so i'm a spirit i know about teachers as well i i believe she was an amazing teacher because she didn't do it for the money now she she had all her opportunities to make money in other ways but she 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 loved she loved what she did as mm-hmm. a teacher Mm-hmm. And and it's, I mean, but until that point, she's not doing teaching anymore, and she's doing mm-hmm. other things. Life changed. Yeah. And and I, but at that point, I she was doing the, her best. So I think it's also, it's a, it maybe it's a momentum. Like maybe you wanna do that when you have energy working in, with children is stuff. Mm-hmm. So you don't wanna be doing that when you're like sixty, unless you like crazy love it. But I bet. It's because of the money you need to leave, but um, definitely, um, I believe it's, it's a very specific person. Every person is going to be mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like to ask that because I think it, it projects to your life. Like how you think other people, what, how they're doing, you, you're projecting. Like it's you. And my answer has changed many times. My sister always asks me, because she's, she's like in... Um, self-development company she works with a very self-growth company so she's always you know asking me these like very philosophical philosophical questions and she asked me this two years ago and I said yes and now I'm saying no and I got really intrigued because what like what changed you know but I realized that I just know I can do so much right like my like it's my standard like you said like the standards are so high so I feel like maybe that's why it's like you, you're doing all these things, but you know you can do more. But it's like, you're just going to live your life, you know? But you know what? mentioned before, you have to be gentle to your brain. Exactly. You have to be gentle to your brain. Maybe mm-hmm. there are times that you're going to be more efficient, and maybe times that you're not going to be, you're going to be less efficient. Also, when you have people under you, I believe things change. Because now my responsibility right now is not only with myself. Is, and my clients now I think about my employees I think that they need to grow I think that they need to develop need to evolve mm-hmm. if, if I don't give them opportunities to learn new things or to evolve or to grow they're gonna leave mm-hmm. 
and that's what I would do. I would leave. So I guess at that point is when I mean it's a make different decisions to grow the company uh, in a different mm -hmm. ways or whatever but right now my concern is my employees Interesting. So, I mean mm -hmm. I can I, I can I can leave my I can close the company and go tomorrow and, and, and find a job as a therapist and I'll find it no problem but my employees are like oh my god but, but can yeah you know so so it's kind of like because my name is already there, you know. I don't want them to tell, oh, no, that company, that guy. I, and I have an employee that um, it was her second job. I mean, she's 23, 24 right now. She's been with me for like quite a few years now. And she, um, I remember when she started working for me, I was like, I, I, I for, for a long time, like for three months, I didn't talk to her. And I felt bad. Like one day, all of a sudden, I like, imagine if you are, in, it's my second job. You know, the first job was probably doing some nanny work. I don't, I don't know. And imagine that your real job, first real job, the the owner of the company, doesn't talk to you, doesn't spend a little bit of time to talk to you. Mm. And I call her. And I call her. Listen, I want to apologize, because I don't want that to be your first experience in in in, in, in a job for you. I want to make sure that you learn. I want to make sure that when you leave this company, I don't want you to leave, by the way, but uh, that when you leave the company, if you want to, for a new adventure, whatever, mm -hmm. that you come back and say, you know what, uh, uh, this, this, this time, these people, this group work, was worth mm -hmm. you know, the time mm -hmm. of my life. So, and it mostly when the, the first experience. So I remember that. And, I, wow. and she still worked with me, actually. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so do you have anything else you would want to say? No, no. Before I you close out? Thank you for, for, for the, this invite. It was very... I learned a lot, you know. <laughs> I, I, I really... I'm, I'm very happy to see you guys working together and, 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 and developing these ideas. And I believe there is a lot of people with a lot to say and, and a lot of opportunities to, to help people understand that they're not alone, that, that are that when you see people managing and doing a business sometimes it's not it's not a perfect w world but they they at some point they started doing something you know different mm -hmm. and that's how they came up and they they move uh, forward the next um, level any business there is I, I noticed something about businesses you open the business you do your first deal couple of deals and everything is flowing and a little bit later things go get rough something happened and things get more difficult but that time is critical I think that's the critical time with businesses go out of business that's where when you have to keep it real and, and make make sure that you can move it forward if it is worth it amen no, just kidding. <laughs> no that was amazing that was a <laughs> oh thank you so much for being here thank today you.